What's up, Abundant Babe? I'm so glad you found your way here. You're in the right place for the highest of vibes, the silliest of laughs, and the best of the bunch. All things related to spiritual entrepreneurship and creating holistic success. This is your host, Viola Hug, a coach for women who desire to have it all, alignment, wealth, impact, and joy. Come find me at Viola Hug on Instagram, join my free Abundant Babes group on Facebook, or grab a copy of my best-selling book, You Are an Abundant Babe, on Amazon. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, welcome back to the Abundant Babes podcast. This is your host, Viola Hug, and today I'm sure this conversation is going to get really fun and just like jokey and amazing because this woman who's joining me is just like you know, I feel like ball of energy is like the wrong term. Cause it's not that she's like crazy hype or anything, but that she's radiant. That's the word. She's so radiant. <laughs> and, um, I'm just so excited for this conversation because we're coming in from an angle of our physical health and how that relates to our leadership today. So welcome to the podcast, Samantha. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so excited to be here. I know me too. So for those of you who are meeting Samantha for the first time, she is on IG at active attractive, which is really cool. And she is a fitness coach, encouraging and empowering attractive female leaders through the globe to bring health to the forefront of their routine, which I totally stand for. I totally agree with, and I'm excited for this conversation. So on a more personal note, um, can you tell us like a little bit about yourself? Like where you're from? How'd you get started? Kind of like the basics, but wherever you want to take it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm from Dallas, Texas. So woo woo. And um, yeah, so I, I actually started out going to college for engineering. That is like, that's that always still blows my mind. Um, but it's funny how it plays into how I think and, and organize my, my client success from that perspective. Um, but what I found out very quickly in college is that the people in engineering are very social. <laughs> They're not very social. They don't have a big personality. And so um, I ended up switching over to exercise physiology. I found out there's a such thing as physical therapy. Um, and I, I dove very deep into the world of exercise. I didn't grow up playing sports. So the entire um, concept of, you know, being active and, you know, taking care of your body and health. I, my knowledge of that was as much as any other, you know, 16, 18, 19 year old girl. And I think especially for like our age, assuming we're similar age bracket, but, (laughs) um, like, I feel like nowadays it's way more common to see like young girls, like actually working out or end oh my gosh. but like, you know, because back in my day, you either did sport or you didn't, it wasn't like didn't. a thing you did for your health or for your fitness. It was just like an activity. You know what I mean? That is so true. I've never pieced that together. I always feel like I have to make a distinction between like, I did not play sports. And there was like, I was, I was reg- a regular girl, right? Yeah. And regular girl is like, I do cardio or you throw in like a DVD. And that's all you, that is as active as you get, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it was very interesting when I realized later down the road that, you know, I sat in a seat, paid thousands of dollars to a university and learned what it is that I know now. Mm -hmm. Um, And my, my fascination with how the body works is what compels me to not only teach it, but live out 
the lifestyle that I live um, because what I feel like is different from what I know versus what other people don't seem to know is I understand how the engine works. Mm -hmm. I understand what's going on. I understand why, you know, the American Heart Association is like working out is makes your heart happy. You know, it's like I, I understand physiologically why that happens. And so I, I, my motivation for taking care of my parts is different than most people. Mm -hmm. So, so that has been a, a huge piece in me wanting to step into the coaching world Mm -hmm. Because every time I've shared to people, you know, when you exercise, you are actually increasing your blood flow and that is removing plaque from your arteries. That's why exercise is good for your cholesterol. People are like, oh, wow. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. So it's like, I didn't either. And I found it cool when I learned it. I'm glad you do too. Mm -hmm. But what that's just one level. So what happened for me as I kept, you know, going down the, the academic journey of exercise, what I got involved in research laboratories, I taught group X classes, I was the Zumba, the yoga, the step, the cycling girl, I taught every class under the sun. And then I eventually got into one-on-one -on -one personal training. So I got to experience people's emotions, mm. people's emotions and their limitations. Mm -hmm. And this was the, the caveat in the, the fitness world that I ended up carrying out into my, um, after college. And I found myself in a, a gym that was with a bunch of high profile clientele. Mm -hmm. So now we're talking about getting one-on-one -on -one with people who are influential, they're ambitious, they're powerful, they're just awesome all around. Mm -hmm. Yet they're sitting down in front of me saying, I don't feel good in my body. Mm -hmm. I don't feel confident. I don't feel safe. I don't feel secure. And they're ready to pay for help. Mm -hmm. So this really opened up my eyes that like, I knew I had noticed it a little bit myself, but I really am able to see into other people. And what I saw was that there are, it doesn't matter how successful you are when you don't feel good in your body. It's very hard to continue your momentum up to the next level. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is I would teach these people and um, I really ended up focusing mostly on women. I taught these women, you know, Hey, this, this is how your body works. This is how your body processes food. This is why your body feels better after you exercise. This is all the background scientific why, but as that was just the fuel for their logical brain, these women would come to me saying, Hey, you know, I really want to be physically attractive. I want to look hot in this bikini. I want to. <laughs> You know, I want to, I have a vacation that I'm going on. I'm going to go to my house, you know, over in New York on the Hamptons and I want to look good over there. And they would go in with the intention of developing physical attractiveness. Mm -hmm. But by the time we got them there, got them the body that they were looking for, the person that they had to become in order to sustain that type of physique mm -hmm. was a different person emotionally, mm -hmm. mentally, and spiritually. Mm -hmm. And it clicked for me that exercise is a multidimensional tool that can be used to help people tap more into who they are. Mm -hmm. And as a byproduct, your body and your physique changes. Mm -hmm.
That is so beautiful. I freaking love that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm nodding my head so ferociously, like one, because you're wise as fuck and that's awesome. And she's a projector for all of you listening. So it's like, she's dropping those wisdom bombs everywhere. <laughs> and then secondly, um, I too, um, I did a bachelor of science in sport and exercise science. Ah! Yeah, as well as human nutrition. And so it's like, I totally get what you meant when you said that you look at people, like you understand it on a different level. And that's the same, same with me, you know, it's like physiology, biochemistry, all of those things. I understand when someone says like, I'm eating an apple, like after I finished um, my degree, it would like every time, time somebody told me they were eating, I'm like breaking down the biochemistry, yes. imagining what's <laughs> happening in the body. And I'm like, cool. And I'm like, there, you know, all the things are breaking down. They're being absorbed this way. They're moving through the, into your blood this way. And I'm like nerding out so big. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but it's like, I think that's a really, really powerful foundation for the work that you do as well, because what I saw, like, I obviously I don't work in the nutrition field anymore, but, but when I said at the beginning, I so agree with what you say about making this like a priority in your practice. Um, really, no matter who you are, I think it's incredibly important for entrepreneurs is because, um, our, our body really is like the foundational calibration station for everything going on. It's like, if mm. we're physically not fully tuned up then yeah you can have good vibes you can light all the incense put crystals in your bra but it's like you're only the you're capped at your physical capacity right Mm. oh my gosh that is so well said Mm. and so exactly because of what you said um, my own personal experience was you know exiting college where drinking Water burger at 2 a.m., <laughs> restless nights, you know, even maybe taking some Adderall to study for a test. And so I'm like compensating myself physiologically all over the place. Mm-hmm. And my performance was very, let's scrape by and make it happen. Yeah. And I made it happen. I did great, but I never felt awesome. Mm-hmm. And then throw in relationships and social experiences and really trying to level up there. I still felt like I was scraping by my, my romantic relationships were terrible Mm -hmm. and I didn't understand myself enough to bring me all of me to the table. Mm -hmm. And then you exit college and now it's like, here's a blank slate in life. You get to choose who you want to be in the world. I'm like, uh, I have no idea. So I'm like trying to take my old habits and bring it into the real world. And now entrepreneurship is every every turn of the dial requires all of you Mm -hmm. and you get what you would you get what you give out Mm -hmm. right so I'm over here trying to brand myself and express who I am and speak up and be vocal on Facebook lives and you know find my colors and coach people and lead people and I'm like feeling like crap the whole way and I'm not making the momentum shifts that I want to make and I realized I wasn't fully practicing what I preached Yeah, I was, I wasn't, I was eating when I was scared. I was eating when I was stressed. I wasn't working out as an, as a sense to avoid a lot of, a lot of big decisions I needed to make. Mm -hmm. And when I started implementing what it was that I was teaching, the, the aura that I have, that is what attracts other people began to amplify. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I pieced it together that food exercise, sleep, hydration, recovery work, stress management, all of these physical 
context, these are all actually tools I can use to amplify my aura. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is what I've been teaching women is to be active and attractive, which is my brand for those of you guys who don't know, to be active and attractive is to actively do the inner work, actively do the physical work, the mental, the spiritual, all of that, that work, actively pursue that, be active, actively present, actively listen, just be intentional and you will become energetically attractive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is a massive amplification of who you already are. But like you said, Viola, it, you are only, you can only receive as far as you are willing to give yourself. Mm-hmm. So rather than looking at a diet as like uh, an obligation or a death sentence, right? Or <laughs> having to go to your workout class because someone told you that if you do it three times a week, you're going to lose 10 pounds. Rather than seeing it as that, looking at all of these opportunities as tools that you can use to feel better in your body. And and we all know the law of attraction. If we feel good within ourselves, we will attract the same good feelings in all areas of our lives. Mm -hmm. That is what exercise and food gets to be. Mm -hmm. And our only work is to shift our energy by using those tools. Mm Yeah, that's so beautiful. And I was going to mention this earlier as well, but I do love the play on words with uh, attractive as well, because it's like physically attractive, but literally energetically attractive. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. (laughs) And I find it really interesting as well. And I mean, I feel like it sounds pretty obvious from your story, but I would love to just hear if you have anything to say about it. I know for me and my personal journey, uh, full disclosure, like exercise, and nutrition is something I really highly value in my life. And like a lot of those things are things that I naturally do, but there is still so many ways I can get better. Like I'm just putting that out there, but anyway. Um, so when I first like, um, I, I weirdly didn't grow up with a lot of body issues, like maybe because I was also like, I was quite privileged in my physique for like all of my younger years. But um, I just, I don't know why, like I never kind of clicked on like having body issues where like a lot of people like were maybe reading magazines, I was playing in trees, I, I, don't, I don't know. But it just never really like happened for me until later. And even when it was later, like I still didn't have a lot of physical stuff with my body, but I really didn't respect my body um, on a, like a physical and a food level, like what you were sharing before, because I know when I was at university as well, like my entire degree, like I think everyone at university, but we are such hypocrites. Like we're literally studying for our nutrition, like biochem, whatever, and learning about how like specific food ingredients like impact your body in these like negative ways, trying to remember all of this stuff for an exam while eating like candy like literally and monster energy drinks yes (laughs) exactly and then we're like going out drinking all night and then we're feeling sorry for ourselves that we're like nervous and we have the shakes like (laughs) I was like oh my gosh anyway so it was like more like bringing that to myself and it was so interesting for me because what I started to notice especially like as I left is when I really started to embody it because I think it like meant something to me on a whole new level um left university Um, but I suddenly started to notice that my self-love was like, so through the roof, but it wasn't because of like, um, like self-care practices. And it wasn't so much about how I physically looked. It was literally, I was so in awe of my, 
like how the body functions. And I'm still mind blown by this all the time. Like literally every single day when I was pregnant, my mind was exploding. With, oh like, girl. Holy crap. Yes. What's happening inside me right now is legit a miracle. I don't care what anybody says. Like it blows my mind. And so I was like so obsessed with how the body works and like how everything comes together that I couldn't help, but literally love my body. And I had um, after I left university, like I had quite a lot of like issues with acne and skincare and it's or skin stuff. And it's really easy to look in the mirror and be like, oh my God, you're so ugly. You know, that's kind of when my stuff with my body started to happen. But then I would get this like overwhelming thought and I would like feel sad for my body. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I know you're doing your best. I know you're signaling me. I know, <laughs> I know this, I know that. And then it just like, yeah, it was just so powerful and like reframing my mindset on loving myself, not just because of, um, an external thing, but literally just because we really are walking miracles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'll be honest with you. I have almost a fully identical story up until the point that um, the actual science motivated me. Yeah. But my, like, I, like you said, blessed with the physique, like really didn't have to try. When you work in a gym, you work out like it's default. <laughs> right. But you know, I, I got to skim by once again with so many um, parts of me that, you know, where it really called for me to have self-love was um, once I realized that my emotions are stronger than my knowledge mm. of the body. Mm -hmm. I have stories within me that are stronger than my knowledge. And as fascinating as the body is, it's very easy for me to like, be like, Oh, I helped this person over there. And that rather than having to do the work for myself, mm -hmm. but what, what really changed it for me was when I realized that to experience the growth and joy in my business and fully be creative and fully, you know, even my limitations and what I'm not doing for myself is actually limiting my own client's growth, realizing that as a leader, I can, my clients can only go as far as I go. When I started connecting that my actions and my beliefs around my body and my own self-love limited those things on the outside that I cared about, that's when I realized, okay, I can't, I can't skip over this anymore. Mm -hmm. I have to, but like you said, I did have that within me. Oh my gosh, my body's so fascinating. And it would motivate me from time to time. Mm -hmm. But my only difference in there is that that wasn't enough. I had to really look at what else was connected yeah. in there. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's like, I also resonate with that because that's how I feel around like, um, uh, I mean, I feel like it's so, so many parts of the story. I feel like whenever you're, mm -hmm. I talk about like fulfillment a lot, right? Like there's success and there's fulfillment, which I think is a little bit of a deeper level because sometimes success can be on the surface, but fulfillment is when it really, really, really like gets you on the inside, <laughs> you yeah. know, like you feel good. You feel, you don't even care if it's the, you use the word successful or not, just the way you feel is fucking amazing. It's worth right? it. Yeah, exactly. Like that feeling inside is so powerful. And I think for any of us to get to that point where we're genuinely feeling fulfillment, we are kind of like lighting up all those different parts of ourselves. You know, we're physically feeling good and we're feeling good because we're feeling physically good. And then it's like this beautiful cycle. And then we're emotionally taking care of ourselves and we're not avoiding mm. And we yeah. are feeling fulfilled in our purpose, right? Like we feel like we're doing something that lights us up in our work. We're feeling connected with the people in our life. Like, I think it's so multifaceted. And um, 
yeah, it's just, it's a beautiful journey. (laughs) I totally agree. And it's being willing to stop looking at the success points because I, I love the, the quote that Tony Robbins use it uses it's there's steps to success, but it art, there's an art to fulfillment mm-hmm. and art means a lot of not knowing steps <laughs> means one, two, three, four, like do this, 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 you get there. We all know how to lose weight. We all know how to eat red, better, but there is an art to fulfillment within the steps. It's almost like the space between the notes, right? Mm-hmm. Like there is a beauty in between this process where you actually exist. And if you're willing to look at your weight loss journey as getting to know you, mm-hmm. and when you're redefining your relationship with food, really looking at it as a relationship, mm-hmm. then there's emotions in there. There's feelings, there's, um, you know, connections, bonds, intimacy. There's so many things that a lot of us stay away from in our physical world Mm -hmm. that if you can just be willing to go on the journey to discover that art, the fulfillment, once you find it, not a single person, not a single food, not a single instance can take that away from you. Mm -hmm. And it's the most empowering thing in the entire world. Mm, I so agree. I love it. So, um, I would love to know if, and I know it's like a big ass because there's so much to everything, but if, if there's people listening right now who are kind of really resonating with the, with this, or like maybe they've already been on this journey of like really honoring themselves, um, physically, maybe they are just like, this is a wake up call for me. Um, where, what do you recommend? Like, are there things like a tip that you can give the audience or like a perspective shift or something that can really, um, help somebody like create more of a priority on this in their life? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say the first thing that comes to me, cause I have quite a few things to say on that. Um, <laughs> I would say I view all of health as like a wheel. Mm-hmm. There's multiple different access points. And the beauty of that is knowing that they all connect to each other. Mm-hmm. So I always recommend people reaching for the lowest hanging fruit. If you feel in your soul that your path of least resistance is to go down the route of food and eating a little bit cleaner, don't worry about exercise. Don't worry about sleep. Don't worry about stress start with food. Mm -hmm. And when you choose that as your entry to the wheel, I call it the the fitness wheel. Mm -hmm. When you choose that as your entry point, do not press anything else because it is absolutely inevitable. When you add things in that feel good, your body is wired to find more good things. It's we, we, our body desires to feel good. It wants to feel good with you. Mm -hmm. So if you start feeding your body a little bit of good, a little bit better food, Mm -hmm. it's going to begin to ask for more. And with time, this is where time works with you with time, you will begin to crave more Mm -hmm. and you will begin to crave more. And along with those cravings come more questions. What else can I do to add in more goodness in my life? What else can I do to add in more goodness in my fitness wheel? What else can I do when you wait and be patient with yourself and then add when the question comes, your motivation is going to feel organic, natural, and easy. And if you let this happen on its own consistently enough, you'll find yourself in a position this time next year where you are doing way more than you ever thought you would do. 
but it's because you let one thing be true first, built a relationship, quote unquote, with that thing, and let the cravings and the hunger for the next step come on its own. And you answered that calling when it was time. Mm. That is like the simplest way that if you don't have a coach to push, push you and someone to support you along the journey and you wanted to really dive in, what is the most eager thing on your heart? Mm-hmm. Find that thing, do that thing, stay there, be there, exist there, and then move on to the next thing when the next time comes. Mm. That is so good. I forget <laughs> because, um, I feel like that relieves so much pressure. You know, a lot of people, like, I feel like, um, the fitness industry is so known for this, just like old paradigm business. It's kind of just like push yourself and da 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 and like, da da. but really it's like, actually you can find your way there without ever having to feel the horrible, like pressure of things that don't really resonate with you. And then you stop because they never resonated in the beginning versus just like allowing yourself to build into it. Hell yeah. It reminds me as well, like right after I had my baby, I just didn't feel like exercising. Um, just because like physically I just felt so odd. Um, and I wanted to move my body, but it's like lifting or anything like that, that I was doing, I didn't feel like doing. And so I just started like walking and I would go for walks every day or every other day and walking my son, which is also like so beautiful. And then, um, like I'd go for longer walks. And then I was like, I feel like adding yoga back in. And then like, you know, I started there and it's just so true that when you, when you just like start with something with a little bit of discipline, with a little bit like, yes, I'm going to do this and decision, then it just, yeah, exactly. And then it like, it really does open up more doors for like, okay, this is the next thing. This is the next thing. That is exactly it. Mm. So if people are wanting to come hang out with you, learn more about what you do, connect with you in any way, like what are the best places that they can get in touch with you? Yes. So my private or my personal page on Facebook, Samantha Mm -hmm. Nicole, um, find me wherever it's tagged. Um, But the other aspect is my private community, the active and attractive. So if you Google or if you Facebook search the active and attractive, you'll be able to find me there inside of this group. And give a lot of tips on health, nutrition, fitness, all of that jazz. But even deeper, I really, really bring to the surface the power of the fact that we are all motivated to be healthy so that we can create the impact that we desire as feminine leaders. Mm -hmm. So I talk a lot about energetics, emotions, feminine leadership, all of these caveats that we are wanting to amplify in ourselves. And exercise, nutrition, and health are going to be the fuel that help catapult you even further along that journey. Mm, so good I love it I love the holistic approach it's so good thank you cool so everyone yeah everything's in the show notes that you if you need anything clickable hopefully you've already searched her up on Instagram <laughs> take a <laughs> episode upload it to your story tag both of us let us know what your favorite bit of the episode was or feel free to dm either of us as well to get in touch and Santa thank you so much for joining me today it's been super super cool absolutely had a blast girl and to everyone listening thank you so much for choosing to be here listening to the abundant babes podcast we'll catch you on the next episode bye-bye